for the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Kate Scott. This is the update. On today's show, the two-week break between the NFL's conference championship games and the Super Bowl is great for those playing and coaching in the game, but for the rest of us, well, it often leads to some pretty intense football withdrawals. So once we finally make it to the week of the Super Bowl, we fans are itching for any football-related news we can get our hands on. Which is why three years ago, when a certain longtime Bay Area sports columnist got his hands on a certain soon-to-be Niners head coach's backpack, well, the sports writer quickly became the sports story of Super Bowl 51. With help from our senior editor, Dan Brown, we revisit the backpack mix-up gone viral that thanks to the Niners' NFC Championship game victory on Sunday has now come full circle. It's Friday, January 24th. Well, Dan, this story is so relatable on so many levels. I think all of us have taken something that wasn't ours or had something taken that was incredibly precious at some point in life. But it's really obviously the characters in the setting of this play that sets it apart. So let's start by setting that scene. Young offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan has made it to his first Super Bowl as a coach. It's Monday of Super Bowl week. And what is Kyle Shanahan up to? <laughs> He's up to, you know, the media day extravaganza means Anybody who's in the news, anybody who's part of the Super Bowl extravaganza is going to be surrounded by reporters, in his case especially so, because it was clear by then that he was on his way to being the head coach of the 49ers. I wonder how that turned out, by the way. Mm, yeah. uh, and he takes his backpack that has two key things. He's got his offensive game plan for the Super Bowl. That's one. And number two, is he says he's got $18,000 for the Super Bowl tickets. Uh, oh, I think he a lot of favors to get some extra tickets. He put them all in his bag. He puts the bag under his seat. And when his grilling with the press is over, he looks down and there's a backpack there, but it's not his. His is gone without explanation. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so first things that run through Kyle's head, realizing <laughs> that this extremely valuable, or at least something that's holding something extremely valuable, is gone. What's he thinking right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've been around him enough to know that he's a pretty unflappable guy, right? So I don't know what it looked like. I don't know what it sounded like, but he admits that he was panicked. I was panicked, not because of the game plan or everything in it. That's on an iPad, and you need codes to get in and stuff, and we have others, so that's not a big deal. But um, I had about um, 48 Super Bowl tickets in there that I had bought for family members and everything, and I was carrying a lot of money from that, that a lot of IOUs and stuff. So I was very panicked about the tickets and the cash. And... You know, there's a zillion people mulling around at the Super Bowl media day, and he's got to go find his backpack so he'll enlist some help, but he can't find it, so much so that he's got to skip the team bus back to the hotel because he's got to make the rounds of this. Um, it was at Minute Maid Park in Houston, which apparently is an eventful place. He's milling around. The Patriots are coming in for their interview session, and he's making calls, looking under seats, oh checking goodness. wherever he's been, like we do when we lose our keys in the house, except for in this case it's, Super Bowl game plan and tons of tickets. It's a very important backpack. Okay, so meanwhile, somewhere else nearby, the man who's taken Shanahan's pack, I'm not sure if he even realizes it first. So let's talk about who is this accidental thief. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, I think a lot of us, you heard the story in reverse, right? You hear, hey, some writer made off with Shanahan's backpack. Mm-hmm. It was some sports writer who accidentally grabbed it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And then you hear, oh, it was Art Spander. And you go, oh, yeah, of course it was Art Spander. Why are you saying that, Dan? Why, why of course? Who is this Art Spander you speak of? We know of? him as a colorful character in the area. Sports press boxes, he's been around forever. He's 
covered everything. He's seen everything. He's often in the middle of everything. <laughs> he knows people like Nicholas and Tiger Woods and, you know, anybody who's anybody kind of by first name. And he's kind of this happy-go-lucky, irascible guy who's in his, you know, now he's in his 80s. I guess he probably would have been late, probably 78, 79 back when this happened. Wow. Uh, he is unwittingly made off with this backpack because he mistook it for his own and went off to go look to find a place to write. I came in on Monday night and then all of a sudden the, it's late and the um, media night is already going. Uh-huh. So I race out there, the baseball park, Minute Maid Park. The story, as far as I'm concerned, is that the offensive coach is going to be the 49er. Everybody knows this, uh-huh. so I want to get him. And now we get to the we get to the Falcons, and he's sitting in the right full bullpen at uh-huh. Minnemay Park. And I race out there and I drop my backpack, uh-huh. and um, we're all sort of hunched around, sitting on the walls of the of the of the, of the bullpen and uh-huh. and the stands, and and you know I'm there for 15 minutes and I'm taping and etc. And I get up and leave. I pick up my backpack. Uh-huh. It's his backpack. We have the same green backpacks, uh-huh. and it's so dark. I know if you've been to the media night, they, you yes. know, it's a TV production, yes. and it's so dark. I don't know. And if you know Spander, as we do, everything with him takes a little bit because he'll stop and chat. <laughs> he'll tell some story about the 67 Masters on his mm-hmm. way to go sit down and write. He'll tell a story about Mays when he's finding a place to write. So... <laughs> He said, now Spanish version is it was about a half an hour this backpack was missing. Shanahan's, it was 90 minutes. So I'm kind of leaning towards Shanahan's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, front, I, but, I think I might uh, too. Art never opened the backpack. He never got to the point where he sat down and reached in for his computer bag. He was still kind of working his way and doesn't know kind of this chain of events he has set off. Oh, my goodness. So when did he realize that it wasn't his backpack? I, I thought it was when he reached in and realized he didn't have his computer. Yeah, right. You'd think he'd go in reverse. He'd go back, open his computer, realize he had the wrong thing, go back to the scene of the crime, and problem solved, right? People get their stuff back. But he didn't realize it until his phone started ringing. I go upstairs to what would be the entrance to the ballpark. They've set up a little press room, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write there. And I'm there about 20 minutes, and Sony says, Hey, Art, they're, they're looking for you. And apparently, obviously... I picked up his backpack. So I asked him, we talked about the other day. Uh He said, I didn't care about the game plans. I had $18,000 worth of tickets in there. I had heard this before. So he he panicked anyway. Well, how did they know it was you? How did they know that you? Oh, because they found your backpack there. Okay. And and then I'm saying, where's my computer? Apparently it was Jarrett Bell from USA Today was still with Shanahan when they discovered that the backpack was missing. So Jared Bell from USA Today, the writer, kind of helped Shanahan on this search. And once they opened the backpack that had left behind and searched through that, I don't know what the giveaway was, but they figured that it was Art Spander's computer. Bell doesn't have Spander's home number, but he has his daughter's. Wendy is a successful PR person. She's been around, so he called Wendy. Wendy called Art, and they were able to do the rescue <laughs> mission for the Super Bowl game plan and tickets. But this part is a little unclear to me. But I think by the time somebody, I don't think it was Shanahan himself who got back to Art. It was somebody from the Falcons staff who who said, hey, we need that backpack back. Art resisted. He didn't know what he had. There was apparently some kind of 
semi tussle involving. <laughs> Wait, he did. He didn't. I I'd never heard this part of the story. So he never. He didn't just give it right back. Yeah. So when I asked Shanahan about it Monday, because of course the story is going to make the rounds again, is because they're going to get a rematch. Both Art and Shanahan will be at the Super Bowl. I think they'll go for round two. But Shanahan said we we tried to get it back, and Art didn't want to give it up. I think we found it because the backpack remaining. I eventually opened it and saw his name in there, and so people tracked him down, and he had it, and they tried to take it off of him, and he wouldn't give it to me at first until I showed him it was mine. It apparently took some proving to him. Hey, this is Kyle Shanahan's backpack. He kind of needs this right now, <laughs> uh, but it was not a it was not a quick exchange. Oh my goodness! Well, when did <laughs> Kyle finally forgive Art for throwing him into this absolute panic at the start of his first Super Bowl week as a coach, Dan. I asked him that, too, on Monday, and he said it was fairly quickly. I mean, it clearly was no malice involved. Clearly, it was mistaken identity. I forgave him fast, but I was stressed for a while. I think the backpacks did kind of look the same. Art is art, right? You can. Uh, <laughs> this is part of the reason I wanted to tell the story in the first place is because Art is a legend, right? He's this fantastic guy who not only has been doing a great job since the 60s, but he's still doing it having survived all the changes in the newspaper industry. A lot of places he worked for has closed down. He now hustles for jobs as if he's a 20-year-old college graduate because he needs freelance gigs. So there's no malice on this guy. He's out there trying to make an honest living and and, uh, cover yet another Super Bowl. Next weekend will be his 41st Super Bowl that he's covered. So... It was just an accident, so the forgiveness came quick, and I thought it was a chance to say, hey, look, this isn't some guy who just grabbed a backpack and made off. This is a guy who should be known for a lot of other reasons. And I'm glad that you did that, Dan, because he became such a story. How did Art handle all the attention he got from, as you mentioned a little while ago, it started as writer steals Kyle Shanahan's backpack. (laughs) He handled it great. I think that he, you know, it's funny because he was of the age where they were taught hey, writers aren't the story, you stay out of the way. And Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, he's at the media center of the sports universe as the story. And anything that's a little different during a Super Bowl week is going to get attention. We've all written about everything in the the world by then. So any kind of wrinkle is going to be fun for writers to hop on. So he said he started getting radio calls and newspaper calls and podcasts and he newsday who he was working for at the time as a freelancer asked him to write a first person story which (laughs) yeah i'm sure i linked to him in my own story but he said look i know how the drill works for one thing he knew he was going to get a lot of calls but also the people who were calling him knew him already because he knows everybody in the world and he said you know had i been 20 had i been fresh out of college had i been insecure in any way this would have been daunting, but in his case, he thought it was hilarious. You know, he would, he would have <laughs> yeah. done the same thing had another writer made off with the offensive coordinator's game plan. So mm-hmm. he had fun with it, rolled with the punches. I think people in his family were a little concerned about the negative attention, and he assured them, like, no, this is a thing. This is how it goes, and I'm part of the jumble right now. Everywhere I went, I got it. Once again... I can handle all that. Yeah. And my daughter got all upset, and I said, who cares? It's yeah. a joke, and plus, I know all these people. I might have been mortified. I might have been worried about the petty little stuff that goes along with this, but he was above that fray. Did anyone think he'd done it on purpose? Yeah, he, I don't remember this at the time, but when I talked to him for the story, he said there was a element of, this smells of Belichick. He put him up to it. 
this Belichick pawn and this. Oh thing. my goodness! And even if, like, one of the first comments on the story when you go look at the reader comments, which, by the way, you should never ever do. Don't read uh, the comments, Dan. <laughs> somebody said, "I wonder how much Belichick paid him." So oh, it geez. still persists that little conspiracy theory. Um, and Art, I think, took to explaining, like, no. You would not find Belichick enlisting the help of a sports writer <laughs> football-related. He's got no use for us. Oh, very good point. And as you mentioned, Dan, this all came full circle after the Niners helped Kyle punch his second ticket to coach a Super Bowl last Sunday. So tell us about that. What happened in the post-game presser? Well, actually, it was even the before the post-game presser. You know, Art was probably jinxing this a little bit, but I think in the, I don't know, a few days before the NFC Championship game, does this little media session and he comes off the podium and Art races out of his front row seat because he's always in the front row and they have a little conversation in the corner and apparently what it was was hey are you bringing that same backpack uh, <laughs> and they compared notes so it's Art assured him he has a different colored backpack this time <laughs> so they should avoid the repeat oh my goodness uh, last question of the post game thing after they beat the Packers they punched the ticket Art said are you bringing that backpack nostalgia sake would you bring the backpack i i will but i'm gonna lock it to my arm if you're around because i know what you do shanahan responded yeah i am but if i see you i'm gonna staple it to my arm to make sure you can't get it away this time so the trash talk is underway (laughs) and the fun continues and and you're headed to south beach right so you'll be able to keep an eye on this story for us moving forward Yes, I'll keep you abreast of any developments, and maybe we'll have a spy dedicated to watching uh, security team surround. You know, I've said in the story that security might surround his backpack this time, but I'm thinking maybe Staley gets that job, maybe the offensive lineman get enlisted. There you go. Uh, yeah, Mike McGlinchey, yeah. have him step in there. Yeah, have a little muscle around that thing this time. <laughs> oh, this was great, Dan. I remember when this happened a couple years ago, and uh, just made me chuckle all over again. So thanks for sharing the story today with folks who hadn't heard it, and uh, have a great time next week in Miami. You too, Kate. Thanks a lot. See, this is what happens when we have to go more than a week without football. (laughs) Backpack mix-up becomes a national story. Pretty fun for the Friday before the Friday before the Super Bowl, though, right? Especially with Kyle and the Niners headed to Miami this weekend to continue preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs and for sneaky sports writers like the great Arts Fander. For Dan's hilarious article on the backpack mix-up gone viral, just click the link in the description notes of today's podcast. Coming up in the next few weeks here on The Update. We'll go deep on Barry Bonds missing out on baseball's Hall of Fame again with Giants beat writer Grant Brisby. We'll get into the story of Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and why pretty much everyone who isn't a Niners fan is going to be rooting for him next week as national NFL writer Lindsey Jones joins the pod. And on our next show. He joined us before the NFC title game to talk Niners, and, well, I'd say that worked out pretty nicely. So we figured who better to talk about what the red and gold need to do to bring home Lombardi number six than David Lombardi. David is going to join us on Monday. Until then, that's your update for today. If you're enjoying the pod, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends any love that you're comfortable sharing. Hey, we are more than happy to receive. For Brian, Tanika, all of us here at the Athletic Podcast Network, I'm Kate Scott. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, okay? We'll talk to you again on Monday.